everyone. Welcome to another broadcast of Preventive Health and Safety. And I'm so glad to be with you today, one week away from Christmas. It's hard to believe this year sure has gone by so fast. In talking about Christmas, let me just say a couple of things before we actually get into our episode because I just can't help it. Please be safe this Christmas season. I know there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of traveling. There's a lot of uh, partying. There's a lot of celebrations going on. Uh, people have their houses decorated up. I, I just want to please caution you to be careful. There are so many things that can happen at this time of year that can be very devastating to families. Uh, I know, for example, when I was about eight, nine years old, uh, I lived on top of a lane way out in the middle of nowhere in a small town in Pennsylvania. And uh, halfway down the lane, there was a home there that was destroyed by fire the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve. And uh, very tragic, very sad. And I remember even as a young person going by that house, uh, you know, I'd have to walk down the lane every day to go to school after that. And seeing that charred remnant of a house where a family once lived, uh, and to happen at Christmas time, we got to thinking about, I knew the little girl that lived there and thinking about all her presents being burned up. Of course, they were away, so they were safe, which was the first concern. But what a tragedy to happen at Christmas time to come home and find your, your homeless and all those things that you spent money on are gone. And, and now you're going to have to look for a new place to live, and it's going to be so unsettling for so long. It's just not worth it. Just just really be careful. Check those outlets. Make sure they're not overloaded. Make sure if you have a live tree, it's very, very moist, and it's not drying out. Uh, again, the electrical things just <laughs> – we've all watched a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and uh, he was very good at jerry-rigging the electrical works, but unfortunately – a lot of times that can cause a lot of problems. And so be very, very careful. And then traveling too. There's going to be a lot of people on the road, people in a hurry to get somewhere, people out of parties late at night, maybe have had too much to drink. Just all kind of added safety risk to this time of the year. I mean, you've got to admit, this time of year there are more accidents than at any other time of the year. So please be careful and I do wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. And uh, I'll actually be coming to you on Christmas evening, presenting another, uh, well, actually Christmas Eve, I'll, I'll put out another podcast, just kind of talking a little bit about some of the things that we want to really th start thinking about as far as what our why is around preventive health and safety. And every time we get together with family, you know, it's so important, and I'm not going to, <laughs> almost going to get into it now. I don't want to do that. So let's get on to what I really want to talk about today, and that's vaccinations. Vaccines are hugely important. Now, whether you have any kind of medical knowledge at all, uh, maybe you don't know too much about vaccines and why and how they were developed, perhaps you know a lot about that. The truth is that vaccines have made a huge impact in our world today. If you think about all the people that have died from so many different uh, diseases and plagues and epidemics and pandemics, uh, it's just been amazing how many of those diseases have either been greatly reduced or eradicated by successful vaccination campaigns. That's why we really, really push childhood and infant immunizations. 
because a lot of those things that we used to have to struggle with and we used to have to fight with have really been just almost eliminated uh, by vaccines and getting those children vaccinated early uh, certainly is a good way to start off their life. We'll be talking about some of those things uh, a little bit later. But the truth is, it's been estimated that between 2010 and 2017, the mortality rate in children under five has dropped about 25% worldwide. Now, you got to remember, the United States is pretty up on vaccinations, and so are many other developed countries, but a lot of them haven't had these available. And there's been huge pushes to get vaccinations into some of these other countries. And because of that, that mortality rate, think about that now, five years old and under, the, the, the mortality rate has dropped 25%. That's enough for me to say amen, right? I mean, that's just very, very important and very, very critical for us to make sure we're taking care of our young people. It's also been estimated that almost 25 and a half million cases of measles have been averted simply by making sure that our young people are being vaccinated against the measles. Again, this is worldwide. Uh, WHO and CDC bring their stuff together and, and come up with these statistics to show us that it's not just the United States to be concerned about it, but it's all over the world. And, uh, you know, we, we see sometimes on commercials, advertising care packages and things like that. We see the, the plight of, of, of other nations and the, and children and families. And it really gets to our heart, but whenever we're thinking about the fact that we're being able to get medication to them and vaccines to them that are reducing the, the mortality rate that drastically, it's just, it's just staggering. And polio, for example, a very terrible condition, paralyzing disease that uh, many have fought and fought and fought for, you know, years and years. Ninety. Nine percent drop in polio since 1988. Ninety-nine percent drop, isn't that great? Those, that's, I mean, that's what vaccines can do, and that's what vaccines are for. Again, when we talk about preventive health care, it's very obvious that what we're trying to do is not actually cure disease, but prevent them. And so, vaccines fits right in there so well. If there's a disease process out there that is a threat to us and we are able to manufacture a vaccine that will prevent us from getting that, it only makes sense. The best preventive course is to get the vaccine. You know, uh, when we look at different things that we've been able to accomplish through vaccines, the CDC did a study, and, and this is just staggering to me. It says that because of the immunizations that were given to children between 1994 and 2021, okay, so take that window, 1994, 2021, all those children in there that we know have been vaccinated, there will be 472 million illnesses and over 1,500,000 deaths, 1.5 million deaths, 472 million illnesses averted simply because of the increase of vaccinations between the years 1994 and 2021. This to me is just a real cause for celebration. It's exciting. So why are we saying all this? Because I'm going to bring it home now. Let's talk about 
getting vaccinated. What are we going to do about getting vaccinated? So many times we talk to people about getting our flu vaccines, and this is, I mean, we're right in the middle of the flu season, and I hope that you've already had your flu vaccine. If you haven't, I hope that as soon as you get to where you're going, you'll arrange for a way to get it really soon. Uh, the flu vaccine has been developed to do exactly what all the other vaccines have been been developed to do, and that is to prevent people from attracting attacking the flu or actually being less affected by the symptoms and the disease process caused by the influenza virus. So if you contract this virus, it can it can affect several different things. Obviously, it's a huge strain on the respiratory system. And so we do everything we can to make sure that people get vaccinated so that if they do get the flu, the symptoms will not be quite as severe. It will not be quite a strain on the respiratory system and actually hopefully prevent the flu from occurring altogether. I'm reading the National Post or the Washington Post statistics so far from October 1st, of 2023 to December 2nd of this year, 2023. From that time period, there have already been 55,000 hospitalizations due to the flu, October 1st, December 2nd, and over 4,600 reported deaths due to the flu. Now, we, you know, we're maybe halfway through, maybe not quite halfway through the flu season. So we still have ways to go, and we're getting into worse weather. We're getting into places, times when people are more confined. So, uh, you know, there's a lot more risk during this time of year. People are getting together for the holidays. And, and so it's very, very important to really consider getting that flu shot. Uh, those people that get hospitalized that have had the flu vaccine, it's been proven that there have been 26% less occurrences of those patients actually being admitted to the intensive care unit and 31% less fatalities, fewer fatalities. The 31% less deaths, 26% less admissions to the ICU unit. So you can see the flu vaccine works even for those who contract the flu and are, are symptomatic and even have to be hospitalized for it. It's a huge difference because now these patients aren't getting quite as bad and a larger percentage of these patients aren't being uh, confined to ICU or dying. Now you got to remember that a lot of times people get pneumonia or excuse me, the influenza that are healthy like we are and we're not quite as affected as much. But those that are at risk, the elderly population, those with other conditions that weaken their immune system, people that already have respiratory issues like asthma, bronchitis, and, and COPD, and things of that nature, they're already at higher risk for severe symptoms during a flu uh, encounter. So we've got to make sure that we are Really, really pushing flu immunizations. And by the way, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm pushing flu immunizations. I work in a dialysis center, of course. As soon as we get an opportunity, we get our flu vaccines in. We do everything we can to make sure every patient 
takes advantage of getting that flu vaccine, whether with us or with their, their pharmacy or their physicians, wherever, because it's so important for people like this on dialysis and people that have cancer and people that have other illnesses are really at risk for major complications due to influenza. So that's why we're talking so much about this flu vaccine. The National Library of Medicine study in 2014 showed this, and this is really great. Between the years of 2010 and 2012, there were 74% fewer PAC ICU admissions. In other words, pediatric, PICU, pediatric intensive care unit, children. There were 74% fewer admissions to PICU when these children were given the proper immunizations. So that is huge. I mean, really, think about that. The children may get ill, they may get sick, they may end up in an emergency room, they may even end up getting admitted, but there were 74% fewer children admitted to the ICU unit, pediatric ICU unit, because of the fact that they got this immunization. So the facts are in, folks. I mean, it does help, it does work, and it's something that you should take advantage of. Then there's pneumonia. We talk about the pneumonia vaccine. Well, who should get the pneumonia vaccine? Well, first of all, children under five are definitely at risk. And uh, it, it, is, it is a killer among children. So that's something to be alarmed about. And the children have an actual vaccine, vaccine schedule for pneumonia. Uh, two months, four months, six months, and then a little bit later on, somewhere between a year and 14 months, they get their fourth one. Uh, and that will take care of their their immunization need for pneumonia up to the age of about five. And then from five to 64, they recommend anybody that has any, you know, conditions that we mentioned earlier, respiratory conditions, or any conditions that could compromise your immune system, that we, we also recommend they're getting a pneumonia vaccine as well. And then over 65, it's a no-brainer because that's where a huge attack is for pneumonia. Over 65, you need to really consider getting that pneumonia vaccine. Don't consider it. Just do it <laughs> because it's so important. And of course, when I'm talking about taking vaccines, just want to want to clarify. I'm not giving medical advice, but I am saying that if, if it's not contraindicated, you don't have an allergy and there's no medical reasons why you can't get it, consult with your doctor, talk to them, and get that vaccine because it's going to be very helpful in preventing some of these things that we're talking about. Last year, there was 1.4 million emergency room visits due to pneumococcal pneumonia. 1.4 million. One million of those patients were admitted. So, you know, we're not just talking about people being deathly sick. We're talking about people being evaluated in an emergency room and then a whole million out of that 1.4 million being admitted to the hospital and 190,000 of those were actually admitted to ICU units, many of them innovated, and unfortunately about 50,000 people every year in the United States die from pneumonia. So it is a very real thing. And most of the time when people think about 
pneumonia. They think about, oh, someone was out in real bad weather and got stuck and stranded and they end up getting pneumonia or this. Uh, it's, a, it's a virus, folks. It's a bacteria. You can have viral pneumonia. You can have bacterial pneumonia. But the truth of the matter is we have a vaccine for it. And so take advantage of that vaccine. Get vaccinated against pneumonia so that you're not going to be one of these statistics. Now let's talk about something else. <laughs> I know you've been waiting on this one, right? Let's talk about the COVID vaccine. I've had COVID three times. Yes, I've been tested positive for COVID three times. When COVID very first hit, as a matter of fact, I'm not even sure I heard of it too much before I actually got it. We, we heard that there's something coming around. The next thing I know, Oh, it's out in California. It's somewhere else. And next, I was in the veterans hospital in the emergency room and, uh, they did a test and you have COVID. I ended up having to get some anabolic steroids and some IV fluids and lots of other stuff. I mean, I really fought very bad to get through that. I really did. It was, it, I'm not saying it was touch and go for a while, but I'll tell you what, it, it just felt like I had no air. I couldn't breathe. They had me on oxygen. Uh, it was a mess for a while. Then the second time I got it, it was after I had a COVID vaccine. I had COVID and then I waited a while and it followed the recommendations. I got my COVID vaccine, got my second vaccine and, uh, I got it a second time and I wasn't feeling real well. I couldn't smell things quite like I should. My taste buds felt funny, but I wasn't near as symptomatic as the first one. Third time, honestly, I had a runny nose and a sore throat. <laughs> that was it. But I, I'm updated on all my COVID vaccines. And according to the CDC, don't forget now, in order to be considered up to date, you need to have that, that very last booster. And they're probably going to be annual boosters now from here on out to be considered up to date. But, but anyhow, it, now to me, when I talk about personally looking at the effectiveness of the vaccine, when I hadn't had the vaccine, I had a horrible bout. And then after I got the vaccine, plus the antibodies, I'm sure that helped as well. And plus, when you contract a disease, you developed some antibodies as well. So put all that together, my second episode wasn't near as bad, and the last episode was not even as bad as a bad cold, actually. So, you know, it does help. They've estimated that, and this is the Mayo Clinic now. I'm not going to tell you what Pfizer or Moderna says because, you know, they, they're going to talk very highly of their vaccines. And uh, we have seen a lot of improvement. But the Mayo Clinic, who's actually, you know, a non-biased researcher, has said that it's actually, and this is before the Delta and Omicron variants came out, they actually said that there's about... Uh, a 90% effective rate in the prevention of COVID or the minimizing of the symptoms of COVID among people who are vaccinated. They say 90%. They also say 79% of the people over 65 have seen beneficial results from making sure they get all the COVID vaccines that have been recommended. Now, I'm not going to go into the big debate on COVID. I know the pneumonia vaccine been developed a long time ago. Smallpox has been developed a long time ago. Polio, measles, mumps, rubella, I mean, all that stuff. These have been known and proven. COVID vaccines were really, really developed quickly. And I'm not saying that they're not effective because they've been tested over and over and over again. They've had 
multiple testings. In fact, many people have tried to put vaccines out that were, were declined because they felt like that they weren't safe or they weren't effective. So the COVID vaccine's out there. COVID's still out there. Variants all over the place. Uh, so I'm not going to say recommend uh, that you get the COVID vaccine. I'm just going to say uh, that you should do the research and, and decide for yourself. But uh, my opinion is by looking at the data and by reading all these things from the CDC, the WHO, and WHO is huge on what's been happening in other countries, obviously, that we might not be aware of. They've seen a huge, huge decrease in the number of fatalities and the number of cases of COVID since the vaccines have begun. So there's a lot of data out there that says, yes, it is very valuable vaccine to have. But that's something that you have to decide for yourself. But I want to, I want to tell you about something and listen to this very, very carefully. I was having a conversation. I have a bunch of medical directors that, that are, are just top notch. And I really mean that. And I was talking to one of my medical directors, Dr. Deep Patel. He's a nephrologist in Richmond, Virginia. And we were talking about some of the things and some of the medications that the dialysis patients get and some of the things that these medications may affect in other areas of their life. And so we were discussing all that. And he said, you know what? Here's, here's the bottom line. And this is good in medicine. It's good in preventive health care. It's just a good way to make decisions. He says you have to weigh the risk with the benefit. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, it makes a lot of sense, but it's powerful too. Weigh the risks and the benefits. So when you look at all these vaccines, flu vaccine, let's let's use this for an objection. Well, you know what? There are so many strains of flu out there, and they can only vaccinate you against so many. Probably doesn't do any good. Okay, so what is the benefit? The benefit is that you very possibly could be spared getting the flu, or you could have much milder symptoms if you do contract the flu and not get nearly as ill. Okay, so that's the benefit. What's the risk? There's very little risk. There are very few side effects to influenza vaccine, to the pneumonia vaccine, and even the COVID vaccine. Very few. So you weigh the risk and the benefit. There are very little risk. There's a lot of possible benefits. There's no guarantees in life. There's no guarantees in vaccine. There's no guarantees in medicine. That's just the way it is. However, I have to say that when you think about it that way, the risks certainly are nowhere near what the benefits are. So the benefits really do outweigh the risk. That might be something to think about. Yeah, well, I can get the flu even if I get the flu vaccine. You possibly can. But if you get the flu vaccine, you could possibly be saving your life or saving a hospital admission or an ICU admission or innovation. Think about that. Think about that for your loved ones too. So I, I highly recommend that you spend some time thinking about vaccinations. Same with you parents. If you have little ones, please, I implore you, get those children into their well baby checks and make sure they get their vaccinations at their scheduled time. So important. It might not seem like it. Oh, there's no polio anymore. There's no this anymore. All that stuff's been gone. Yeah, but you know what? When you stop to, you know, stop following the regime that cause the decrease or the eradication of something, it can come back. I'll give you an example. I was actually doing a paper 
on uh, a country outside of Africa, one of the countries down that way. And I was, while I was doing that paper, I actually came across an article that said back in 2010, I believe it was, back in 2010, they actually had an outbreak of the plague and they had an outbreak of smallpox. Can you believe that? I mean, that stuff's been gone for years and years and years. But because of the fact that they weren't immunizing people appropriately anymore, those things came back and it caused serious, serious problems in that country. So what am I saying? I'm saying weigh the risk, weigh the benefits. I think you're going to see it would be advantageous to you to get that immunization and your family as well. I hope I hope you'll take this to heart. I, I, I just can't imagine all these people and all these fatalities we've been talking about, how many of those could still be alive today if they would have just taken this advice. So I'm asking you to do the same. And hey, if you want to be a help, uh, talk to your friends and family about it as well. And if you if you don't feel like you're able to do that, just turn them on to this this uh, episode of the broadcast, and th- this podcast will help them understand a little bit better about what immunizations are all about. And of course, as always, you're more than welcome to visit my website. You're more than welcome to reach out to me with any questions. I love getting mail, email, and uh, answering those things. It's just uh, it, f- it makes me feel like, hey, somebody's paying attention. <laughs> so anyhow, I wish you the best. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas holiday and a very safe one, and a very healthy one. And one of the things that you can do to really make sure you're covering all your bases is get your needed immunizations and vaccinations. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.